Welcome to the Few Podcast. Now here are your hosts, Richie, Darren, and Mark. Hey, you know that check I was talking about getting you? I'll get it like sometime in 2019. <laughs> We're trying to help you grow those oranges, man. <laughs> and then they get angry or excited. Doesn't really matter which one, right? And and then they move on to a picture of their friend from high school just had another baby, right? Welcome back to the Few Podcast. Uh, my name's Darren. I'm here with Mark and Richie. And um, I guess the biggest story that kind of is getting some traction and kind of not getting traction, I guess this week for me, is the All About You stuff that's going on, which is just very interesting. It sounds like his aides, well, not the ones that already killed a bunch of people by, by not giving them drugs that they needed, not that aides, but his his you know helpers. They uh they basically released all the emails and sounds like he's yeah, he's stuff's happening to him. He's probably not gonna last too much longer. I heard that uh even though it was suppressed, uh fire hashtag fire Fauci was trending on Twitter. Well, yeah, did you see breaking about right now? Amazon and Barnes and Noble removed his book, his upcoming book that's coming out. <laughs> so I guess he lost uh, his book deal out of the, out of it too. Um, this is kind of sidetracked, but it this is now the third thing that that um it, let's put on our tinfoil hats here. I think that there's some major beef between Jeff Bezos and and the Biden administration. I I don't think so. Well, there. Why has would been... you say that? Okay, so so this is just what I'm. This is what I'm seeing, right? Um, what was what was the um, newspaper that broke all this stuff today? Uh, New York Post. I thought it was the Washington Post. I don't think it was. It was BuzzFeed that broke it, and CNN broke it. I mean, there was a bunch of them that broke it, but it, I think it was BuzzFeed that released all the emails. Okay. Well, the Washington Post ran it, which I was really shocked. Washington Post is owned by. Uh, Bezos, right? Yeah. Um, two days before this, I see a bunch of negative uh, news stories about Bezos talking about how, and he doesn't even do day-to-day operations anymore with Amazon, but they were saying about how he was a, um, a, a bad manager and that like he implemented this uh, hire to fire, like basically they would pump up their numbers and hire people just so that they knew they knew that they were going to fire them to meet certain metrics for bonuses and stuff like that. Um, and that Bezos has like some sadistic, uh, their words, um, uh, thing where y- you need to have a certain level of attrition that you actually fire in a year. Um, and, uh, uh, and then there was something else. There was, uh, um, but there was just been, there's been a couple of things that, you know, hey, this seems odd. Like you guys are on the same side. You kind of a united wall against, against the people. And, and now there's this, uh, uh, there's this kind of, you know, public squawking going on between the two of them. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, the, so, What's kind of funny is I know I send you guys a lot of articles from Zero Hedge, which is kind of a 
they call it a right wing blog, but it's kind of a kind of a market pessimist blog slash. I don't know, like I would say, you know, conservative or or right wing or maybe like new, maybe like Trump Trump style blog. I mean, it's more for workers' rights and you know anti Chinese and stuff like that. It's not necessarily right wing. It's not pro war and shit like that. Yeah, but like so they kind of wrote some articles about how Fauci was downplaying his his significance in you know the gain of function experiments and how he was basically downplaying a lot of this stuff and one of the emails that came out basically cited zero hedges article and they're just like we need to get in front of this we need to do something about this and then literally less than a day later zero hedge gets kicked off of twitter Oh so, wow. Yeah. So I wonder I wonder what happened there. I wonder if uh if Mr. Fauci had a little in at Twitter and he got uh basically a true news story got kicked off because it was not the, you know, approved state sponsored speech. Yeah. This is this is getting pretty scary considering, you know, you can't say you can't you can't basically tell the truth anymore for fear that you're not going to be able to speak pretty stupid well what stelter would say is it's freedom of speech not of reach yeah right yeah you mean the guy that's like 35 and looks like he's 60 (laughs) i think carries a handbag for whatever reason um but yeah i mean this it is scary you know that's that's a pretty shocking thing i hadn't picked up on that yet um so definitely if if you have a member of the government saying go out and silence this this uh news organization or this citizen because they are too close to the truth um that's a pretty horrific thing um you know yeah and then, that, and, and in these emails not, and these e- in these emails, basically, Fauci is talking with the guy who runs the nonprofit that he gave money to for this gain of function research bullshit. And that guy has been on the record in the past saying that they, yeah, that's what they're doing. Like he's there's video of him saying, yeah, that's what we do. We these coronaviruses are easy, easily manipulatable. You know, we can we can change the the spike proteins which is exactly what happened the spike proteins were changed to allow them to infect humans we can change the spike proteins and and we can play with them very easily so he's on the record saying this in the past and then he basically um he basically emails Fauci and says thank you for giving us cover because this looks really bad for us yeah in these emails and then you also have uh, another email that says, hey, we think that this is coming from a lab leak, and here's why, because of the protein spikes. It also looks like it's been um, uh, changed with some sort of yeast molecule to make it more contagious. And that from the, from the looks of this, this would not naturally occur in, this would not naturally occur. The idea that it would naturally occur is like one trillion to one. So you can't even say that this was something that was designed 
because, hey, we were worried that one day this coronavirus would mutate from a bat and and event, you know, could potentially uh, infect uh, somebody uh, because of the one trillion to one deal. I mean, there's it, it would have been so far down on the list. So then you got to wonder, well, then why was it being genetically engineered? Um, and again, it, I'm not saying that it was purposely released, but if, but it's not out of question now, and and it's most likely that this was leaked from a lab, even though Fauci tried to give that cover. And then Darren, I think you hit the nail on the head. Like this is, this was released ahead of schedule because they were going to try to get out in front of this and try to minimize the damage. And it looks like the media is going to again um, cover up for the Biden administration and say that, hey, there's nothing to really see here. I mean, yeah, the emails were released. He gets tons of emails. He's a very busy man. Yeah, and you know, you know how to make the conspiracy theories go away. Not this, not this. So yeah, well, basic, is, basically, basically, theory though, if it's true. Well, I mean, it's all conspiracy theory. I mean, just because. Just because it's not, it's true doesn't mean it's still not a conspiracy. There was they were conspiring to cover up the Wuhan lab leak. That's a conspiracy. If you so now it's- if if yeah. I if I talk to you, you know, and if we if we huddle up in a room and we we plot on how to kill Richie, I mean, you know, like we're gonna do tomorrow, and we don't actually do it, or we try and we don't actually we're not successful, we're guilty of conspiracy to commit murder. Right, you know, us two beta males would die at that alpha male's feet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, just go ahead. Mine's kind of off topic here, so. Yeah. So, so the, yeah, and not only that, but there now it's coming out. It's looking like this ivermectin and. Um, hydroxychloroquine wasn't really that dangerous at all, and not only that, but it probably would have helped at least a little bit. And and the number that's been given by some people, some ex-Trump administration officials, is it could have saved twenty to forty thousand lives if they had used hydroxychloroquine like they were like they intended. But you know, that's that's. Yeah. Instead of kicking them off of YouTube and Twitter and, and threatening their medical license and, and all of that, if, if, if they would have used it, it would have saved lives. Yeah. Or if uh, Fauci would have read his fucking email on January of 2020 and said, oh, this looks like it's a bioweapon that, you know, I shouldn't say a bioweapon. It looks like it's a, a man-made virus that, that has escaped from a lab from China. Uh, and, hey, there are people who are dying under here. Hey, shut off shut off the travel in january rather than february well geez that would have been a big difference too then right yeah yep and uh, and let's not forget that fauci is the one who basically didn't allow you ever watch the movie uh uh dallas buyers club yeah yeah Either one of you watched that? Yeah, where he goes to doesn't he drive somewhere and gets the drugs and brings it back and sells it for cheaper? Basically. Yeah, in Mexico, he goes to Mexico and buys the drugs oh, because right, 
because Fauci wouldn't let him buy them in the United States because they weren't proven. Basically, uh, they're... Yeah, that, was... that was Fauci. That, he, that was his... That was oh, basically boy. his decision. And they're, they're saying something like 20 or 20 plus thousand people died because of that decision, too. Well, and I'll, I mean, also, Fauci talked about AIDS and they talked about prevention, right? Um, and didn't didn't even focus on treatment for the longest time, and and who knows the AIDS ep- epidemic could have actually stopped a long time before had they focused on what they do now, where it's not just prevention, but it's also if you become HIV positive, hey, we can we can treat you, and we can make it to where you are not uh, contagious, um, or at least knock it down so much so that that you're statistically not contagious um you know to where now it's not unheard of you know like that actor that just came out and said that he's been hiv positive for the last 14 years but because of the drug cocktail he's you know obviously been fine or or what they could do is they could just lie about who gets it and they could just lie about what happens when you get it you know how you get it and stuff like that so that everybody's frightened of this brand new brand new disease that you know you could get just by sleeping with somebody once and not and you know you don't get it from needles or you know mostly from you know gay sex you know or you know male gay sex not female gay sex but you know let's just lie about that and scare the shit out of everybody rather than actually telling the truth and you know all that good stuff when I lived through that I I remember in elementary school when when they were talking about AIDS and when it first broke out and it was like right when Magic Johnson had had uh, become HIV positive that's like com- kind of when the hysteria um, uh, really took hold and I remember uh, you know a, like a laminated sheet that they gave us and they were like do not kiss somebody who is HIV positive because you might pass the virus to each other and I'm like holy cow, like, this is serious. Like, you know, you can't even get close to somebody with HIV, you know? Um, mm-hmm. and, there, and there was even that Baywatch um, uh, episode where they made, like, that special CPR apparatus um, because they didn't want to give CPR to somebody who was HIV positive because they weren't sure if, uh, um, you know, if they were contagious through, through saliva. That yeah, was this, is, this is like 10 years after it it had actually started happening like it happened in the early 80s yeah so no. yeah yeah he needs to go and needs to go a long time ago all right richie what were you talking what were you gonna well, say yeah, i was I was gonna read or talk about this article i don't take it you guys were talking about the email so i just like google his name and this popped up on buzzfeed.news and the headline is uh, Anthony Fauci's emails reveal the that on one man. You say that again. You know, and basically, it said it said that um, the headline for the article was Anthony Fauci's emails reveal the pressure that fell on one man. Yeah. Oh God! It was written by CNN, wasn't it? No, it's by BuzzFeed.news or BuzzFeedNews.com. Yeah, but a lot of, I've I've seen a lot of those too, but they're all echoes of this CNN article. Okay, it was written by Natalie 
Bettendorf and Jason Leopold. But basically it went on to say about how, you know, it's this is Trump's fault because he made it that that everything Fauci said had to go through Vice President um, Mike Pence so that, because um, Trump was already trying to show his desire to spread false or incomplete information about the public health crisis. Well, which is, I, I guess it's somewhat true, but you also have to realize that <clears throat> you, know, you can't tell the public everything because they're going to freak out. I mean, these, look, look what happened to the toilet paper. People, people started stocking up on toilet paper for a, for a respiratory disease. You know, so if you did tell them the truth about everything, it would be even worse. And you know, I I don't know. It's just a, a left wing article, and everything was Trump's fault. And I mean, I didn't believe a word that Fauci said to begin with. So I I, I don't feel like that everything was on his shoulders. You know. Well, and, and, and I mean, you bring up a really good point. Okay, so Trump's the liar, right? Well, Fauci is the one talking about these masks, and then he has emails saying, well, the masks, that, these cloth masks that people are picking up are not going to be effective to stop a virus. The virus is too small to pass through. Okay, so lie number one for Fauci, right? And then it's, there's no evidence that this was leaked from a lab. But he has an email from January 2020 talking about that this is uh, looks to be a leak from a lab. Um, and, and Trump was saying this, too, at that time. And CNN has come out and said, well, we just didn't we didn't uh, want to cover Trump because basically Trump Trump was saying it. So we didn't want Trump to be right. Um, Trump was talking about treatments for the disease rather than. Hey, let's not just focus on a vaccine. I have Operation Warp Speed going, which, thank God, you know, obviously that that Operation Warp Speed is is what's um, I, I don't want to say it's what's get, allowing us to get back to normal, but these vaccines are are driving down the numbers, and that could also just be because of them not testing the way that they used to. But but anyway, that Trump Trump was doing that, but Trump's talking about treatments and saying. Well, hydrochloroquine, um, you know, uh, other, other, you know, light is killing this. You know, we need to be outside more. Fauci's saying, well, you know, none of that's proven. But he has emails that are saying, hey, early studies are promising, like Trump had said. So Fauci's lying. Trump is, Trump is telling the truth. So, and when you come back and look at this and you say, well, basically everything that Trump said from middle of february when he was like we need to lock down and and we you know like we're probably gonna have to look at locking down i i guess march i i should say um from that from then on trump was spot on these emails show it fauci was lying to us and trying to to spread disinformation and and all that people can talk about is exactly what you just brought up rich right that oh well in the beginning he was he was downplaying this whole thing well, yeah, because he was being a leader. If you're on a the Titanic and it's going down, do you say, oh, we only have enough lifeboats for half the people here? Or do you say, everyone stay calm, get to the lifeboats, this is all under control, the ship is not going to sink this fast, we have plenty of lifeboats for everybody, right? The leader is keeping the mob calm, 
because only a jackass would scream, half of you are going to die. Yep. Yeah. You're exactly right. And then <laughs> this article goes on. She, 80, as is, as in his age, has tackled the world's most difficult health crisis and infectious disease, such as oh, my phone just, HIV, AIDS, Ebola, and Zika, earning respect in his fields and the trust of many Americans. Okay. Yep. Pat him on the back a little more, you know. <clears throat> yeah, that, that is damage control. But I think when, when this becomes public, um ooh, he's gonna have to he's gonna wanna step away. Well I think he's I think he's I give him a week. I think he's gone in within within the week because I mean he's basically I mean everything that he said, which was you know, Trump all the stuff that Trump said, which was panned and basically said you can't do this, this is wrong, you know, he's gonna he's messing with people's lives. All the stuff Trump said was was mostly right. Like, you know, the, you, you know, it's going to go away on its own. Well, I mean, it didn't go away on its own, but, you know, it's going to get better in April, which it did. It got better over the summer. And then, you know, the we're going to get the vaccine, you know, we're going to get it by the end, you know, in six months or by the end of the year. You know, that's that happened. We, you know, it was approved the day after the election. Go figure that one out. And then, uh, you know, just all that stuff. Everything that Trump does says just ends up coming true. Well, I'm wondering when did he get the email or when did he send the email saying that the masks really don't work? That that would be my uh because it, remember it was one mask and then all of a sudden, well, you know, if you wore two, that would make sense, right? You know, so was he just you know, pushing that narrative even after he admitted that it wasn't working or Yeah, I think it was you know, early on. Because, you know, at first, you know, they lied about the mat or, well, I think now actually looking at these emails and the timelines and, and granted, I will be the first to say I have not searched all of these or whatever, but it looks like early on, he knew that masks were not going to be the answer. And he probably was telling the truth to begin with of like a mask is probably good if you're sick because it would stop droplets. Um, if you coughed, you know, so that you're not constantly covering up your face, especially with a respiratory disease. Um, but, but now, it, now it looks like early on, he knew that, Hey, this was like a, you know, to steal the metaphor from somebody else. This is like a BB gunfight and you got a, a tennis court net up, you know, like. Mm-hmm. Well, another so, thing, I mean, that's. That's about what it accumulates to. <clears throat> Another thing he lied about, though, was was the asymptomatic spread. He said early on in the in his emails that asymp- asymptomatic spread just isn't a thing. If you don't have a cough or you don't have a runny nose or anything, you don't spread it. That was an early. That was a thing early on. Like everybody heard. Well, we don't know how it gets spread. You know, even if you have it, you won't. You could spread it before you have any symptoms. So. Don't go, you know, if you get exposed, you better quarantine for 14 days because, you know, you're probably, you probably got it and you're not going to spread it. Uh, one of, one of the emails basically said, this isn't a thing. People don't spread it when they're not sick because you're not shedding the virus. I mean, it's common sense more than anything. If you, if you don't cough, how do you eject the virus from your body? Are you going around licking doorknobs? Yeah. I mean, what? 
Yeah, is that a bad thing? Should I not be doing that? <laughs> I thought then, I thought like it's like your mouth is cleaner than what's ever on the doorknob, so like that sanitizes it. And then I remember just just the fear early on, like there was the COVID tracker app or like thing on the on the web where you could see all the people that had COVID and they and they were at this gas station. So if you were at this gas station within the last 14 days, you better quarantine because somebody passed through there that had COVID. And for the most part, you can't get it that way. Like if you go to Walmart and you stand and you, and you pass by somebody who's got COVID, you're not going to get it. The only way you really get it is if you're exposed to them for a longer period of time, like an hour. Yeah. Hey, Mike Billy, who is a uh, um, CNP, she said, like, quite a while ago, she's like, yeah, you be in the room from room and in the room with them for like 15 minutes to get it. She said it, it doesn't just jump from person to person like like they're trying to make it out to be. So yeah. So if you go to, if you go to the store, having a mask on really doesn't do anything because you're not going to be next to a person or you're not going to be in the COVID cloud for long enough to get it. So all this bullshit about wearing a mask in a store was dumb. It's just fear. And then you yeah. wonder why people are afraid of everything. Anyway. Yep. So uh one of the another story that's not on our list but has kind of popped up is uh the hack attack of JBS Swift, the meat supply of the United States from Russia again. I guess who's not doing anything about it? Oh, Trump's not doing anything about it because he's Vladimir Putin's puppet, right? Oh no, they waited till Vladimir Putin got or till Trump left and then now they're attacking our infrastructure and they're attacking our food supply. And you got and you got Mr. Magoo not doing anything about it. <laughs> well, they said, you know, he might he might put sanctions on Russia. Yeah, cuz they really care, you know. Yeah. Yeah, what what uh economic sanctions are going to make up for the fact that he's allowing them to build a pipeline right into uh, Europe to sell their oil. I mean, I mean, Russia is going to pull itself out of its, I mean, it's been in a basically an economic depression since the eighties because they haven't been able to climb out of the communist, uh, communist manifesto that they, right. So, I mean, they've been decimated since then. Well, yeah, Russia, then, you don't have dog for a pet. You have dog for food. You know? and, and then what will end up happening is they'll be like, oh, you want to sanction us? Okay, we'll just go ahead and turn this tap off. Good luck, Germany. Good luck heating your houses this winter. Good, mm-hmm. good luck, France. Good, good, luck, uh, good luck, Eastern Europe. Good luck heating your houses. We're just going to turn this tap off because you, you basically made it so that we can't, you know, and you sanctioned us. So, mm-hmm. so it looks like uh, BLM's uh, their leaders are dropping like flies, right? Yeah. Um, so, Rashad Turner uh, released a video this this week talking about the quote unquote ugly truth of Black Lives Matters, and basically about after having a year 
of being in the Black Lives Matter chapter, being the founder of the Black Lives Matter up in the Twin Cities, he realized that their goal was not to help out black people. It was to further hurt them and to push a Marxist agenda. Um, And this is the founder. This isn't, you know, just some random guy. This is a guy who believed in them, uh, was on their phone calls, on their, uh, you know, pushing, pushing their, what he would now call propaganda and saying that they were more interested in helping themselves. They were more interested in, um, pushing some uh, uh, radical agenda rather than helping actual people of color. Um, and that he is now starting, well, he's joining a group uh, of more, um, and I guess for lack of a better word, a more conservative group that talks about building up the family uh, to help out people because what Rashad Turner now is saying, if you want to help out uh, a nationality, you focus on the family, you get, you make it to where you have uh, a strong family presence uh, for young people and you focus on their education. So getting rid of the nuclear family does not work. Yeah. God, I would have never thought that. <laughs> what what was that? It, it, yeah, like like it's a bad idea or something, you know? Yeah, hmm. yeah, yeah. So then, like we've talked about before, why why are you the way you are? Because you're afraid of what your dad would have done to you if you weren't. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. So then, uh, looks like the uh, the founder or like one of the original founders of the national chapter, Patrice Colors which I believe she's hyphenated name or something. She happens to be married to a woman. She, um, she's the one who bought the five or six houses, you know, for, you know, cool 5 million bucks of BLM money. Yeah. She decided to resign to spend more time with her family. That's living in all six of those houses. And she's getting kind of old. I think she's 37. So that's my age. So. Hmm. So, um, did anyone check in on Rachel? Do- Do- how'd you say that name? Dozel or whatever the, the white woman? Yeah, believe, maybe believe, maybe she has a. I believe maybe she, she has some good name. ideas. Oh, did she? Probably because she can't go public otherwise, huh? <clears throat> Let me see what her what name is. Now? Oh, her doll. She, here we go. Rachel Dozel. Dolezal. Dolezal. Samsonite. Nikkei Amari De Diallo. Oh, yeah. What happened yeah. to her? What's going she, on? She like changed her name after that whole thing came out that she wasn't actually black. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm just saying we should ask her for her opinion on Black Lives Matter. Maybe she has. Uh, or Sean I, King. I, well, Sean yeah. King's another one of them. He's not black at all, but he's. Uh, he. Uh, identifies as black and he uh he has a pack for black people so he's you know he's all over all this stuff hmm. but anyway yeah he he gets uh does he attack um Candace owens a lot probably i think they feud, they yeah. feud with each other 
But yeah. So I heard that Priest has a book deal where it's like a multi-book deal. Deal. She's gonna, you know, potentially earn millions of dollars in this book deal, and that's another reason why she decided that she was gonna step away. Um, because, like in her quote, she talked about how she had built the framework for Black Lives Matter, and now like this is going to be something that is going to live on forever. Um, you know, and and that she's very proud of what she's accomplished. Yeah, I'm sure she is. Be meanwhile, I'd be proud of the multi-million dollars I had in the bank too. Meanwhile, uh, you know, talking about those multi-million dollars that she has in her bank, I guess uh, there ha there has been uh, lots of complaints about, uh, like they did a fundraiser in St. Paul for, um, uh, like money, uh to for information on, on the three children that have been shot up there and black lives matter said that they were going to help out with that and they helped with the fundraiser well that money is uh suddenly missing no no couldn't be yeah so yeah they're just just it's a grift it's all a grift people it's all a grift it's all a con you know of course Patri Patrice Colors is proud of her con. But yeah. All right. So the Biden administration is dismissing the lawsuit over prescription drugs from Canada. Well. Mark. What, what were you going to say? Oh, uh, well, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, uh, you know, it, it's, it's really funny because Biden has, has somehow talked about, you know, Project Warp Speed. And about how he saved it and how really Trump wasn't much a part of that. And that, you know, Biden's really been taking credit for that. Well, now here he's trying to help out with uh, the prescription drugs. Because if anyone remembers, at about the middle of 2020, uh, Trump finally wasn't getting anywhere with Congress about getting relief for... Um, um, you know, people who have uh, diabetes and, and, and insulin prices had skyrocketed um, and, and really hurting a lot of families. So Trump finally said, you know what, I'm going to just do an executive order. I'm going to make it so that Canada can sell their uh, generic drugs down in the United States. That's going to that's going to lower the market down to where these people with these skyrocketed prices um aren't going to be able to take advantage of people anymore and it will even out the market and self-correct it right um basically take out the government uh saying that you can't sell your generic drugs down here in the united states and even out the marketplace for you know so that you know free markets you get a better price for the consumers it was hailed as, as you know an ingenious idea uh and saving you know American people's lives and and helping out with the money media never covered it that way and a leftist organization uh quietly filed a lawsuit to stop that to stop those drugs from coming into America uh you know claiming a bunch of you know um you know worries of of the uh the drugs not being you know up to American standards well, the Biden administration, you know, quietly on Saturday on, on Memorial Day weekend, uh, got that leftist group to uh, drop that lawsuit so that, uh, you know, that can go through. And now Biden is is trying to claim credit for 
lowering drug prices, even though it was Trump's idea, Trump's plan, uh, something that he was trying to get bipartisan support for so that he could make it a long-lasting effect uh, and, and really help out Americans with drug prices, yet Biden would rather play politics and take credit for somebody else's ideas. Um, sounds very familiar. 1984 presidential election. <laughs> uh. Well, yeah, I mean, the Democrats are in, are in bed with big pharma and big banking and big lawyers, so makes a lot of sense that they would want to uh, stop this because it doesn't benefit their constituency. Uh, yep. All right. So Schumer is going to force a vote on S1, which is basically a copy of HR1. Um, so, yeah, I don't I don't think this is going to go anywhere because what they'll what what they'll do is they'll just McConnell's going to shut down the Senate if that happens. So I don't know. What did you hear about it, Mark? Well, I just heard that Schumer talked about that he was going to find a way to force force a vote, and he was going to he was willing to change rules to where he could lower the amount of people for for a quorum, and that he could get enough Republican uh, <clears throat> senators to to get in there to get a vote, and so um, that he that he really wanted um, people to, to to get their vote on it. And, it, you know, speaking of Democrats stealing ideas, um, you know, where you said, like, McConnell said that he would just have Republicans not show up so that they couldn't get enough votes to even have a quorum. Mm-hmm. Um, the Democrats did exactly that in Texas, fighting the states, um, the states uh, um, uh, vote to to uphold voting voting laws. Yeah, they were going to pass their own version of like the Georgia voting voting law so that you so that they can't throw these uh, drop boxes out there everywhere and not monitor them and not count the ballots in there. And anybody in there, you know, mother can pick them up and stuff them and do whatever they want with them. Yeah. And yeah, they were going to pass that. So the Democrats walked out on that uh, at the last minute. So Greg Abbott is threatening to call a special session. And what is interesting, he's also threatening to veto the um, the the budget, since the budget hasn't been signed by him yet. He's threatening to to basically line item out the pay part for the House and Senate until they pass it. <laughs> so basically, if they don't if they don't come back and pass it, he'll just they just won't get paid. Yeah, well, good. Yeah, which is fine. I mean, they probably none of them probably need any money, but. It's just hilarious that he would do that. I think once you get in down to like a state representative and a state senator, I, I bet that would hurt a lot of them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but most of them, it's not their only source of income. They they yeah. do other stuff. Yeah, shady shit under the table. I get it. Well, I think I think Texas is every other year, too. So it's not like they're there every year. Not like Minnesota, where they're there most of the year, every year, making up yeah. stupid laws. Texas is you know, 90 days every other year. So, so yeah. All right. CCC, CCP general buys some land from Texas next to an Air Force base? Well, not from Texas. Um, so I did a little research on this after I, I, I put it in into the listing, but uh, 
supposedly there's a high-ranking general to the Chinese uh, Communist Party that bought land that is right next to uh, um, not a top-secret Air Force base in, in in Texas, but I mean it's it's got sensitive material in there. Um, and originally, I guess he tried to buy this significant amount of land, about enough to where they could land planes on this property, right? Um, and and uh, get into their power grid and, and internet. Um, and originally, he tried to tried to buy uh, uh, buy that land, um, and the U.S. government stepped in and stopped it. And then, so then they got an intermediary to go in and buy the land and then sell it to this guy, um, uh, kind of in a shady uh, shell corporation. Um, and I guess this is a trend that has been happening recently, where these generals for the for the Chinese army are buying up large swaths of uh, of land in America. And if you look at kind of where they're buying it. Um, again, not to get the tinfoil hat on, but it kind of looks like, you know, these would be strategic points for an invasion if it, if needed. I don't know why they would. That just seems a little odd. You think that they would that would be a little too on the nose? Yeah. You know, you'd think but they when, would just compromise a white a white guy and get him to do it. Well, you know, I don't it it seems too on the nose and then you realize well biden is president he doesn't know what the fuck's going on nobody in that government knows what the fuck is going on they're, they're probably doing it just to to rub it in their nose of like oh we bought this land and <laughs> right under not, what are you guys going to do about it you know we'll, we'll just tell uh uh you know dictator Pooh to to tell biden to shut the hell up and and i mean what are you guys going to do yeah, yeah. You would you would think though that if they start building an air strip and they started you know running wires to the internet of the air force base, they'd figure it out. What? Yeah, I mean, you just think they probably do. They probably know that it's bad, but they're probably just sitting there like, "Well, what are we gonna do? I don't know." Say it's a national security threat and go and arrest the fucker. I mean, it's, come on. Just, or just eminent domain the land. Yeah. But yeah. All right, Ellie Kemper, what's going on with her? Um, well, I don't know if any of you guys have seen that trending on Twitter. Uh, does everyone know who Ellie Kemper is? I don't. Yeah, she's from the office. I mean, I, I looked it up when you t- when you said something about it, and um. It looks like it was a long time ago. Like they show a picture of her when she was like a little kid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, and, and supposedly, so she was in a beauty pageant. Uh, she was she was uh, selected as the queen of the beauty pageant, um, and and now this left wing group is trying to say it has ties to the KKK, and and there is no truth. To those lies, um, you know, there's, you know, because they're saying it's, uh, it was started by the KKK. Well, it started in 1878, and the KKK didn't start until 1920s, um, like 1920, 21. Um, and then, 
they were saying that, you know, it, it is, you know, all about white supremacy. Turns out it's nothing about that. It's, it's like a St. Louis tradition that goes back into, you know, obviously 1878. It, it, it's about um, some Irish poet that talks about, you know, beauty and, and that's the origination. And really it was designed to be a draw for, for people to come from Chicago to St. Louis because St. Louis was trying to get people to move uh, from Chicago to St. Louis so that St. Louis would be the bigger metropolitan in the Midwest, um, you know, back in the, in the late 1800s. Um, but, you know, this group is, is trying to cancel uh, Ellie Kemper because, oh, well, she's a racist because she participated in this beauty pageant and, you know, she's never spoke out against it and, and um, all this, all this horrific stuff that, she, you know, oh, she's just so, such a terrible person because white, white woman bad. Um, so the black Miss America pageant, which is a thing, is that racist? <laughs> no. Or black entertainment television, is that racist? Okay, but. No. They have they have BET and we have Lifetime. I mean, what are you gonna? <laughs> you know, like... well, yeah, I love watching Lifetime. Um, <laughs> well, Spike TV was racist, according to Spike Lee. Why? Yeah, he stole his name. Try to sue. Yeah, because the only one that's ever used the word Spike before. <clears throat> Did Spike Lee um, also sue Spike Dudley? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. He, but yeah, the, the was... you don't re, you don't remember that when they when they rebranded TNN to Spike, and then they all of a sudden oh. like the next day they they stopped they started using the TNN logos again. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, there. Um, well, the, the this beauty pageant was called the Veiled Prophet, and apparently uh, the person who gives the the um, crown to the winner is covered in a white cloth with a white mask so there's your tie to the kkk well, <laughs> oh uh, god was All it right. uh was it jason from lake crystal <laughs> jason <laughs> from lake crystal yeah Chris, like camp crystal lake he's trying camp, to make a jason crystal reference lake. Oh, the, oh, yeah. Because he originally had just that one little eye hole, you know, like the white cloth over his face. Yeah. Well, Casper's also racist. Yeah, I guess. Apparently this organization didn't allow black people in until 1979, which was before Ellie Kempler won. <laughs> Right? I mean, so there would have been black people there when she, she won in 1999, I think it said she won. Um, so, I don't, I, don't, I don't know. She's 41, so that would have been the year she was born, probably, too. Oh, 1979, yeah. yeah. Maybe 1980. I don't know. So she was born racist, I get it. She was yep. born May 2nd, 1980. So. Hmm. Yep. All right. Yeah, I mean, they're just clinging to straws. They're trying to find something that 
find something out of nothing. Because I mean, people get rich off of that, though. That's the thing. If if somebody finds someone to cancel and they get their name out there and says, "Oh, you know, I'm I'm Richie and I and I found Mark one time." Um, burnt a cheeseburger and said, look, it looks like a black guy. Uh, that's racist. Now I can cancel Mark and my name's Richie, so you guys should send me some money. And people do. You know, yep. they get rich off of them. So, yep. Media Matters has made millions of dollars off of that. They're like, oh yeah, remember Ellie Kemper? We got her canceled because she was tied to racism. You know, that, that's, that's where they've made their millions of dollars. Well, we talked about that, I don't know, a couple months ago about the guy that worked for the New York Times or whatever that found, gosh, I can't remember what it was. There's so many things now that he found something racist and he, and he made money off of it because um, well, he, he got it canceled. I don't know how Ellie Kemper can be considered racist or sexist or homophobic when her best friend is a gay black guy. <laughs> the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah. So, yeah. And she's been in a hole for 20 years or whatever. Yeah. Bomb shelter. Bomb shelter. Bomb, well, same thing. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Mark. What's this about sexualization of children? So, uh, it's kind of made the news rounds. Um, uh, talking about this latest episode of Blues Clues, you know, I, now I was too old for Blues Clues and I didn't have any kids around the time that this was really big, but obviously Blues Clues was a big, big show back in the day, right? Yeah. Um, and I guess, you know, what used to happen in these shows is like they would lose the scissors and they need to cut something. And so then they would go out and search for the scissors and Blues would use clues to find the scissors, right? That... Okay. Yeah, I, okay. I, I've never I've never seen it, but you're probably right. Sounds Okay, well, I have the first two seasons on DVD, but I haven't reached it yet. Um... <laughs> <laughs> no, but, uh... but now, I guess Blues Clues is really talking about we need to teach kids about sexual orientation and in their latest episode had a gay pride parade where drag queen uh, sang on a Black Lives Matter uh, mic about all the different types of sex sexual orientations there are and about how great it is to a song um, like with the tune of the Saints Come Marching In you know and it's and, and I watched like I don't know a, a couple of these couple minutes of it, and I had to kind of turn it off. I couldn't believe that this is what's being sold to like two, three, four year olds. You know, um, I don't think a four year old should know what a pansexual or or non binary person is. Yeah did, did they use the did they use the clues to find the duct tape? <laughs> Oh, but yeah. So, so I mean, it was it it, it it's kind of horrific. And I was like, well, I don't think. Uh, I I mean, I I just think that yeah. I mean, obviously, you're gonna have to have that conversation with with your kids someday, but probably more 
after puberty and you know you kind of have to explain that to them you know during the maybe the talk but um I think trying to tell your three-year-old, no, no, that's a guy who just likes to dress as a woman, but is not gay, just is a, you know, cross-dresser, I guess. I mean, like, can you imagine trying to have that conversation with with a uh, with somebody under the age of uh, under the age of eighteen? Yeah, but you're you're talking about people who think that it's okay to give your four-year-old boy a sex change because he doesn't like bananas. Yeah. I mean, these people are not bright at all. Yeah. It's just, it's just not. Well, I'm sorry, Rich. I was just going to tell Darren that he's a homophobe. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I going to cut you off there. <laughs> Got to speak the truth, you know. Uh, Mark, no, it's but not, it's not just nuts. <laughs> It's post-surgery. Uh, yeah, it's the top <laughs> and the bottom. Oh. The, uh, so then you would think, okay, well, that's pretty horrible. You know, uh, that that's going to be something that scars children. Uh, but, I mean, the best you can do is, you know, cut that off and tell your kids, all right, we're not watching Blue's Clues anymore. I mean, you know, that's just, that's just the way it is. Um, because you got to protect your kids from that sort of stuff. Um, but then you find out that a teacher in New York showed a cartoon to her six, her, her first graders, six-year-olds talking about masturbation and how fun it is. Pretty sick right there. Yeah. Yeah. If you if you need to lose just a couple of pounds before the weekend, you know maybe you're going out to the beach. Go watch the video; you'll throw up a good two pounds. You know, it, it's basically like a cartoon of like you know this little kid saying, "My penis goes up sometimes, and I like to touch it. It feels good." Well, that's masturbation, and that's all right. You just don't do it in public, you know. And and then the little girl is saying the thing, and then it shows the sexual, you know organs like on a diagram um like in detail of uh, you know and and this teacher was showing it to first graders and luckily now the parents found out about it and made a huge thing uh turns out it's a private school that they pay fifty thousand dollars a year to send their kids to the school and I guess, was this video made for little kids? I guess. I mean, it's, like, you can look it up. I mean, it's, it's, it's a cartoon. Yeah. (laughs) It's a cartoon. It, you know, like. Like in the Simpsons? No, no. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, but it's like a Blue's Clues, like, same type of kind of animation. And yeah, I mean, I guess it was made for kids, but I mean, still, you shouldn't be talking to kids about this. Like, my God, you're it. It borders, and it, it might even cross this border of of you know pedophilia and showing kids child pornography because, I mean, you're talking to them about sex at six years old. What insane person thinks that that's all right? One and two thinks that 
okay, well, I'm the teacher here, and so I have every right to show kids this without without the parents' permission. That teacher should be in jail. Yep. It's true. Uh, it's just, you know, again, Darren, it's it's to the point that you have made time and time again, and, and you're absolutely right. QAnon, if you don't want these these weird conspiracy theorists out there, stop giving them ammo like this shit. Yep, exactly. Alright, so our movie of the week was Dumb and Dumber. Um, what, what were you guys' thoughts? Well, I was curious on, Mark had talked about last week, but it's not going over well with the new generation. Um, so I was wondering what what the theory was with that, I guess. <clears throat> I can kind of go down the line and we can kind of talk about the, the different points if you guys are good with that. Sure. <laughs> so I, I guess the first point, you know, they, they I'm going to try to keep these chronological order, but um, the first point of it's creepy is when Lloyd falls in love with, um, uh, what's her first name now Swanson oh Mary Swanson Mary Mary oh my god I couldn't (laughs) he falls in love with her after just seeing her and you know how horrible is it the idea that you know he knew nothing about her he projected his feelings onto her um, and even asked for a hug when they barely knew each other Um, this sort of uh, male um, you know, picking a woman based off of physical beauty has no place in today's society. <laughs> well, he's dumb. That's kind of the <laughs> point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I hate to, I hate to explain the joke to you, but he's a simple-minded idiot. <laughs> you know, like. Uh, uh, um, and then the next one was. Uh, you know the the bird joke of uh, selling a dead bird to uh, the blind kid um, has no place in today's society. Making fun of blind people um, is a cheap uh, sophomoric joke that we need to rise above. The whole movie is cheap sophomoric jokes, you know. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that's the, that's why it's funny. No one takes it serious. And yeah, I mean that I remember when that happened it's like, "Geez, you know that that's dark." I mean, it's dark humor. <laughs> it is, but it's still funny. Oh, I, it makes, it, then, I laugh out loud when I see it. <laughs> I could have done without I the mean, dead they, bird. What's up there? You could have done without the dead bird. I don't like it when they when they hurt animals. Well, it wasn't a real bird. I know it wasn't a real bird, but it still makes me sad. Terry yeah. okay. needs a hug. <laughs> but but I like it, you know, later in the show, they, they do the, on a current affair, and it was mm-hmm. the, the Rhode Island boy who was duped into buying a dead parakeet, you know. <laughs> and and the Oh, sorry, go. 
Yeah, Mary Swanson goes, who are these people? You know, meanwhile, there's one in her bathroom <laughs> you know, destroying the toilet. <laughs> yeah, I, okay, I mean, like, one, I get, but again, it's it's the joke. It's the joke of, you know, who would do this? Only a moron, a moron with no moral compass um, who's self-interested in himself because dumb people generally are, right, would do something like that. And, and so, yeah, I mean, it, it's, again, it's like explaining the joke. Um, and so then um, they talk about the fantasy scene. Um, and they were like, how can we root for a protagonist that has a dream where first he is, um, uh, looks up her skirt, you know, because, you know, guys shouldn't do that. Again, it's a fantasy sequence or whatever, um, makes a horrific joke about rape. And so I had to stop and think about that again. And I, and I kind of went back and, okay, I might be the dumbest person alive. I guess I never got that that half joke that he was making right at the uh, um, uh, at the scene where they're all laughing with him. Uh, do you guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah. What is? I guess I don't even know that either. What does he even say during that particular moment? So he says, "No, I'm not in love with you, but that is a sure nice ski mask you have." So the joke is a rapist is is raping a woman and says, do you love me? And she says, no, oh. that's a nice ski mask. That's the other half of that joke. I got to tell you, I never picked up on that. I just was like, okay. Um, that one kind of blew by me, but. Yeah, I guess I never knew that one either. But... And, and I. But, but again, well, just that then he goes on to a violent rage of him beating somebody up. And again, not to explain the joke, he's an idiot. You know, no woman would love, love it if all of a sudden you just started beating up a waiter and a chef or kill a guy right in front of them. Um, they wouldn't be super impressed with you. Um, you know, uh, but an idiot doesn't think of that, you know, like... You know, he, that's that's his fantasy of being able to beat beat all those people up. Um, and then uh, Darren, they they didn't like the owl killing scene with the quark. Um, you know, uh, you know, saying that you know killing endangered species is is never you know fodder for humor. Yeah, that was a. Uh pretty dark joke too but you know once again idiots like they didn't even realize that they do it because he turns around and goes boy this party sure died you yeah know? well and, and that it was an accidental thing and that the whole point of it was so that the guy could make the line later that these guys must really be professional so that he isn't just going after them right then and there it's 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 a modem it's a it's a it's a device to to make it so that the movie doesn't end right there with the bad guy going, give me my fucking money. Yeah. Um, 
and then and then uh, you know I forget what the oh um this one was uh was was the other one the whole scene of them getting the money and automatically spending it so just because they're not intelligent doesn't mean that they are dishonest and untrustworthy um somebody who comes across that kind of money that is not theirs would not just go out and spend it uh, like it's going out of style. Like Antonio Walker Jr. and every other pro athlete that went broke after making millions and millions of dollars? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, again, you know, you got to explain the joke to them that, no, it's that dumb people blow through money. That's the whole point is, is that, you know, if you if you don't have intelligence, it doesn't matter how much money you have. You just waste it on horrible, tacky shit like the uh, orange, orange and powder blue tuxes and the um, Lamborghini, which is just as good as the money. That's an IOU. Might want to hold on yeah. to that. You know, it goes back to my. I remember when I was a kid, my my cousin, who is an idiot, <laughs> got a hundred dollars for Christmas, and he was probably at the time. Uh, I would say he's probably eleven years old, and he kept calling his friends and kept saying, "Hey, you want to go to a movie? You want to do this? You want to do this?" And and at the end, it was always, "I got a hundred dollars. I got a hundred dollars," and I kept thinking. Boy, in a couple weeks, he's going to be crying because that $100 is going to be zero. And sure enough, a couple weeks later, he was crying because that $100 was now zero and he had blown through the whole thing. You know why that happened? Because he's an idiot. And he still is to this day. So yeah, stupid people burn through money. I mean, people get... People get a large sum of cash, and the first thing that they go is, I'm going to go out and get the most expensive car or the expensive house or, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Darren, you got a steady stream of revenue coming, and you can do that pretty easily and still see, this is what smart people do. They live within their means. They, you know, they might, you know, spend a little bit more cash, but then they, you know, they budget it out and they can make it work. Dumb people go, all right, well, I'm making, you know, $100,000 a year. So now I can afford a $4 million house because if I go at negative amortization, um, I can pay a little less than just the interest, but it will always go up, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Until it doesn't, it usually it, it usually goes up until it doesn't, and then it bursts, and somebody goes, "How was I supposed to know?" Well, you shouldn't have spent over way over what you could budget. <laughs> you know, shouldn't have bought the four million dollar house. You know. Yep. And then the house is worth less, and now you're screwed. Yep. And then it's not my fault. It's, it's not my fault. I didn't do anything wrong. I mean, that's the whole point of them. They shouldn't have let me buy this house. Yeah, yeah. Right? Okay, housing market. 
great, great movie uh, or uh, documentary to watch if you want to anger yourself. It's called Maxed Out. Uh, it's got Elizabeth Warren in there back when she was just a stupid professor. Um, and, now she's and, a stupid. Now she's a stupid senator. Yeah. <laughs> um, but one might one might say even stupider. That maybe they should have made a, a sequel from her. Uh, but uh, so she so she uh, uh, says that um, in this in this documentary. Well, this is the problem. These big banks just hand people cash that can't afford it, and that you know these people are forced then into debt. Wait. Nobody's forced into debt. You have to accept debt. You have to sign for it. You know? I don't know. I mean, I went to go buy a car once, and the guy at the dealership actually held me at gunpoint, and he made me sign the paperwork and gave me the keys to this car. It was like a reverse robbery. Yeah. He held me at gunpoint and gave me a car. He said, I'm going to make you an offer you can't refuse. Either your name or your brains are going to be on this piece of paper. Your choice. <laughs> take, it's, like, it's like take the silver or take the lead, but the silver is a Kia. <laughs> but, anyway. yeah. Overall, though, what, right? Very enjoyable movie to watch again, guys? Oh, yeah. It's, it's enjoyable every time. All right. Yeah. It's always been all right. What? What? Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, thought were, I thought you were saying, like, all right, we're moving on to the next topic. I did not expect you saying it was just an all right movie. Yeah. It's, I mean, it is what it is. You should watch uh, Dirty I think Work. It's a classic. Or Beer League. Let's watch Beer League. Dirty Work is a classic, though, too. I. Boy, I haven't, I haven't seen that in a long time. We'll have to put that on the list. Yeah, Beer League? Um, yeah, let's watch Beer League for next week. Yeah, that's, that's fine. But Darren, so you're saying like when you hear classic lines like, your hands are freezing! Like that doesn't make you laugh or kick his, kick his ass, Seabass? No, it doesn't. Oh, wow. You need to let a little light in your world, Darren. Yeah. You guys also <laughs> like Adam Sandler. Like he's the next coming of Jesus. If you can't, if you watch That's My Boy and don't die from laughing a few times, you better check your pulse. Probably won't watch it because that was one of the later movies that was terrible. No, everything it, everything after Happy Gilmore is terrible. Uh, no, go except watch for it. the we- uh, minus the wedding singer. Well, that's a great movie. That's an awesome movie. All right, so let's move on to the worst persons of the week. I'll start first. My worst person is Courtney J. Williams. This is a homeless guy. I haven't been able to find any pictures of him because I'm trying to figure out if he was what what race he might be. Um. I've seen some comments that say that he's black, but I cannot confirm or deny this. But basically, he was um, in a park in Seattle, 
and he went to go rob a 67-year-old walking his dog through City Hall Park. The guy demanded his jacket. The The victim uh, basically pepper sprayed him in self-defense. So this, And then the guy walked away and then came up a little bit later, ran up to him and kicked his dog, I'm guessing as hard as he could, and killed him. Yeah. This guy needs the chair. Oh, I I had seen that um, article. Yeah, I, I put it in the in the feed. Okay, that's maybe. But yeah, so he. Uh... Oh, and and to top it all off, he he get he got released. You know, because it's Seattle. Well, I mean, they'll they'll get him a social. Worker, he can talk about his anger problems, and he'll be all better. They'll have, you know, rainbows and unicorns to make it all better. I'm sure. I'm sure he'll get more prison time when he actually does kill somebody. But for now, he's just the terror of the dogs, I guess. Hmm. So yeah, that guy's that guy's pretty terrible. I mean, obviously, he's a sociopath, right? I mean he he he's picking on somebody weaker than him. And then, you know, worried that he probably still couldn't take this 67-year-old man, he decides to kick this dog and kill him because he's a smaller defenseless animal. That is a sociopath. Get him off the fucking streets. This is what we pay for prisons for, is because that guy should not be out in general public. Yeah, and the worst part is he just, he did it to kill the dog. Or to hurt the dog. He did it. He didn't do it to get the to, to steal from the guy because he knew that he wasn't going to. He knew he was going to get pepper sprayed again, so he just stalked him and killed his dog. Yeah, it, it, to hurt Be- the owner and to hurt the defenseless animal because he wouldn't give him money for heroin or whatever the hell he was on. Yeah, that's just mm-hmm. insane to me. Just to kill a dog because you can't steal from somebody. Well, I mean, it's like all these. I don't get this whole, um, you know, sneak attack shit anymore. Like, remember back in the day when it was like, mano y mano, like, if you had a problem with somebody, all right, you and me, we'll, we'll fight it out, and that's the way it was. Now it's all this sneak, a- sneak attack shit. Like, this asshole who punched a 12-year-old kid who was doing nothing. Like, they just pulled up in a car, and he jumped out because he was a... A uh, lanky white guy, according to the to the news report, um, this guy just jumps out of the car, punches this kid in the back of the head, knocks him out. Just a twelve year old kid, not doing anything, just sitting on the just sitting on the side of a street dancing. You know? I, know, I don't know how I never got knocked out when I was a kid because I, I must have been playing football or something and gotten kneed in the head a few times and stuff like that. And I don't think I ever got knocked out. I don't know. Just in the side. Yeah. All right, Richie, who's your worst person? Well, mine was Kamala Harris, which is a pretty easy person to pick, I guess. So Darren did a little <laughs> more research than me. But, uh, Why? Basically, on uh, Friday, she, she tweeted, have a great... Or enjoy the long weekend. 
you know, not not a nice tweet about how the reason for the the long weekend or anything. Just uh, enjoy the long weekend. Completely tone deaf um, on the reason why we get a long weekend. So she's just a horrible human being in general. And yep. Montel Williams, little side bitch. So <laughs> who's that? Montel Williams, the old uh, TV host. Yeah. You said yeah, he Montel w- show? Yeah, he she was like an escort for him so he could go to uh, shows and or award shows and whatnot and she was his piece that he brought with. Oh probably probably went back and banged the shit out of her and then gave her a Derek Jeter basket to leave and went on with her life, you know? Well yeah, she until she the, got until the next got, show. She got her job as the as the district attorney for San Francisco because she was sleeping with the mayor. Mm-hmm. The and time. he's admitted to that. And he's admitted to that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, ju- I seen a video the other day of her with Montel at, at some award show. Um, and then, I don't know, there was another gal there with Montel also. I don't know if that was a daughter or just another chick that they were going to go back and have a threesome with. I don't know. But, uh, but yeah, probably he probably had to make the other one talk because let's listen to Kamala Harris and make me want to throw up. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. He, he had Kamala there to, to have sex with and the other girl there to talk with. Yeah, mm-hmm. must have been. You keep your mouth shut until I want you to. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, and I thought you were going to also say, too. Look, look, you know what's really interesting about Kamala uh, right now is what you know. Biden Biden talked about making her the head of the border, and because she's going to fix this border issue, did you see that her staff is now trying to minimize um, what Biden had said and, and say that like, well, you know, she is going to take care of this border, but she's doing other things to take care of it. That's why she hasn't been down there to visit. Or, or help out, and right-wing nuts are using this as a way to attack her, but they're totally wrong. She's working on, uh, you know, all this stuff, uh, you know, behind, behind the scenes to minimize people coming over. Meanwhile, a five-year-old boy was screaming to the coyote, please come back, don't leave me here alone, um, you know, uh, when the coyote just drop, dropped him off right at the border. Yeah, hmm. five-year-old yeah. screaming, "Please come back!" Well, didn't they drop? Uh, they dropped one. They dropped a couple of kids over the wall a while back. Yeah, broke, it, broke his leg. Yep. God, anyone who does that to their kids, and I don't. I know that. Well, they're trying to get a better life, you know, for their kids and everything like that, but. How how can you do that? How can you do that to that kid just to use them to try to get into the country? I mean, like, that makes me very angry. And just thinking about that kid makes me very angry. And that Kamala just sits there with her fucking joker laugh, um, you know, that she hasn't done anything about it, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
All right, Mark, who's your first person of the week? Uh, mine is a guy named uh, – hold on one second here. Is it Tay, Tay Anderson? Tay Anderson, yeah. I was trying to remember the first name here. Um, but uh, Tay Anderson is a guy that sits on the board of a big uh, school in, in Denver, Colorado. Um, and no surprise, he's an activist. Um, was a teacher for a very short amount of time, I guess less than a year, before he was elected to um, the school board um, and and made that his full-time position of, of being on the school board of the school and being an activist uh, and worked hard to get the police out of the Denver schools because they are uh, horrific in adding trauma to our children. Can anyone see what the plot twist is here? Uh, he nope. ends up having to call the police because he gets ro- mugged or something. Oh, that's a good guess, Darren. Uh, he's he got tased. Oh, you guys not devious enough? No, he's accused of sexually harassing sixty-two children. Oh yeah, I didn't figures. Well, what is he doing in the school? He's on the school board. He's not in the school. Oh. Well, obviously he is, and, and many of these kids are, are children who were um, possibly in the, in the school illegally, and, and to keep, allegedly, to keep them shut up, uh, talked about how they would probably get deported and their parents get deported if they said anything to them. Now, this is all in investigation, so obviously we've got to hold judgment until some, you know, he gets, a, gets an investigation, but it supposedly... Um, this has been going on since uh, this uh, has been slowly coming out since March 26, when one brave child finally said that she was sexually assaulted by him, um, age 14, and um, a, a person within the school district started collecting different stories of sexual abuse and realizing it was all the same person. Uh, and she and she was the one that accused uh, this Tay Anderson um, uh, of of abusing sixty two kids. So uh, spending all of his time saying we need to protect these kids, having uh, the police in the school is trauma for these kids. We need to get rid of them. Uh, only to find out after they get rid of the police, he's sexually abused, allegedly uh, being accused of sexually. Um, uh, abusing these children. Sounds about right. Yeah, sounds normal. Yep, we got. He's got to get the, got to get the wolf away so the sheep can play or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Oh. All right. Well, looks like that's it for the show. If you guys uh, want to leave a comment, you can send an email to Darren D A R I N at thefewcast.com or you can comment at fewcast on Twitter. Until next week, uh, uh, my name's Darren. I've been here with Mark and Richie and you guys have a good week. Mm-hmm.